0: my guardian angel, intercede for me. With your permission, Lord Jesus Christ, truly present in the blessed sacrament. Lord, help us speak to you about a prominent characteristic that defines you. And this definition of who you are strikes at the heart of our work of evangelization, our witnessing the gospel, and that is joy, the most prominent gift of the Holy Spirit, the heart of charity, being joyful, and transmitting joy. It's always a good time to contemplate joy, but the traditional time is during Christmas where the lights and the figurines and the Santas and the cards and the Christmas trees are all a reminder of joy. The spiked eggnog It's all a reminder of joy. But it seems to short circuit a bit. I have perhaps a little bit more inside information. Every year, people become self-conscious that joy is hard to come by during this season where you have reminders of joy in your face. And then you become self-conscious and wonder, well, maybe I'm not joyful in spite of all the trappings of joy. But barring the normal psychological backfiring that could produce Christmas blues, let's get at the heart of this joy because, as the Holy Father says, the new evangelization begins with attraction, attracting people to Christ, which means transmitting joy, the joy of the gospel. It's interesting to note that the gospel comes across like, at least with regard to joy, a well-crafted term paper. Lord, excuse me if this is a poor example. It probably is a poor example. But it comes across as a well-crafted term paper. I guess writing 101, when you write a term paper, or maybe even a book or a chapter, is that at the beginning you state the point you want to make, the theme. The middle of the term paper is you develop that theme you stated at the beginning. And at the end, you reinforce that theme you began with and that you developed. It ends the way it began. And the middle is just an embellishment, an elaboration of what you introduced. Now, if you're going all over the place, it's not a well-crafted term paper. But the gospel is the best term paper that is imaginable because it's written by the Holy Spirit and the protagonist is God-made man. And so how does, the, how does this gospel begin? It begins with an introduction of the God-man. There's no theological analysis of his dual nature. It's revealed to very, very ordinary folk who are professional shepherds. And the first message of evangelization, and evangelization comes from a Greek word which means good news. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all the people. So everybody are to become recipients of this joy not a select few all people so that's how the gospel begins and Advent is a preparation for that joy and gives a sneak preview of that joy a lot of the Advent readings are about banquets with $300 bottles of wine Exquisite, juicy meats, at least that's how they're described in Isaiah. A lot of laughter, no sickness, people get along. You could play with poisonous snakes and they're not going to bite you. Leopards make friends with calves. Lions make friends with bears. Swords get turned into plows. Spears get turned into plowshares. No one gets sick. Every Laughter is the hallmark of this utopian future that awaits the chosen people. And I had a a bit of a chuckle. I was concelebrating with uh, a priest from Italy who was very down-to-earth, and... uh, Recently, and one of the first readings was from Isaiah, describing this utopian world that awaited the chosen people. And, you know, with a heavy Italian accent, he was saying, well, this is what is promised way before Christ, that when Christ comes, uh, it's going to be a whole different scenario. A scenario of joy, of pleasure, of laughter. And he said, well, Christ has come and gone. And he said, I don't know about you, but I haven't noticed much change. He says, I'm still waiting for that, those juicy meats and those delicious plates of pasta. And he did okay. He, he, there was a big crucifix there Hovering over the altar, he said, "Well, in this life it's about the cross, and this description is a description of heaven. and obviously, that obviously that's eminently true. but I would go so far to say, using an idea of Saint Jose Maria, this Ideal world described in symbols by Isaiah is meant for life today as well. Not with the perfection of heaven, but in this life as well. That the Lord wants to give us this joy now. I mean, to evangelize, we have to have this joy in the present moment. There's a bit of a hint. As I said, the gospel is like a well-crafted term paper. The gospel begins with, I bring you good news of great joy, and I fast forward to the eve of Jesus' death on the cross, the greatest tragedy, From another perspective, it's our salvation. That certainly is not a tragedy. But it's the merciless killing of God. And on the eve of that, for the first time, these are Jesus' virtual last words. And in the last supper account there's allusion to sorrow of the apostles and jesus says these things i have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full so it begins and ends the same way it begins with he's good news of great joy And now, as I head towards Calvary, I want my joy to be in you, and I want your joy to be full. And the Christmas event was the passion, I would say, in embryonic form in symbolic form as well. There's rejection. There's severe physical discomfort. Humiliation and poverty and rejection are the hallmarks of God's entrance into our world. The future queen of heaven and earth gives birth to the son of God made man in a hole in the ground. And the crib is a manger where animals eat. And Jesus' entourage are donkeys and cows and lambs and farm animals. And the entourage of this joy Jesus talks about in the end is even the wood of the manger and the Swaddling clothes remind us of the shroud, and the cave reminds us of the burial place Jesus was placed in the cave, and the rejection reminds us of the cross and the harsh climate and the poverty, etc. And facing the cross, the cross that is on the threshold of Jesus' life, or threshold. Heat for the first time talks about his joy. Saint Jose Maria says in this, these celebrated words the cheerfulness you should have is not the kind we might call physiological, like that of a healthy animal. Rather, it is the supernatural happiness that comes from the abandonment of everything including yourself into the loving arms of our father god so this joy is which is a much which is a far superior joy than the joy of success the joy of health The joy, as beautiful as that is, and as sacred as that is, the joy of of a spouse or a future spouse, or a talent, or a fortunate outcome, or being a superstar, whatever it may be. And that could produce the blues when we put our eggs in one basket, or, or we Take our pick. Aristotle has eight of them, and Thomas Aquinas incorporates those in his Summa power, fame, money, pleasure, health. Doesn't fill us. Jesus says that he is the exclusive source of joy. Many of you had him also as a good friend. Um, He died last summer. Uh, He used to be the regional vicar, Father Arnie Panula. And, uh... Someone sent me a little bit of a... Summary of... His last year. But I didn't need a summary because... I would make period. He was dying. He was terminally ill. And... um, about a year ago, a little bit more than a year, he—I I was giving a retreat out east, and he was on that retreat. And he knew it was his last retreat. Kind of awkward, because one of the topics—I mean, this was you know, five-day retreat and whole day devoted to judgment, death, heaven, hell, and so you know he's there and. And he, he has good sense of humor. He says, yeah, I know, I know, don't worry about it. And he was doing all sorts of small repairs and I hope it worked. And he even said, well, listen, you know, thanks for the benediction, but kind of slow down a little bit. I took it, but I, I think he said, you, "You don't give your benediction the way I drive. He was very, a little bit... One of his feet were a little bit overweight. I'd call him up periodically. He wasn't a sentimental guy. And I said, well, listen, uh, how you doing? And he said, uh, well, hanging in there, I'm having fun. I go, come on, don't give me that. You're having fun. Give it to me straight. He said, I am. He said, people are coming. And uh, people ask me, can I bring you anything? And he says, yeah, bring me your sins. And he was, uh, you know, he had a sense of humor, good mood. And sometimes he'd be in the hospital getting, you know, transfusions and all sorts of painful procedures. And I said, oh, well, I'll call you later. No, no, let's talk now. I'm in the hospital, you know, don't, if you don't mind the noise and the interruption. And let's connect the dots a little bit, because in, in this summary, he was comatose in his last couple of days. Well, well before he was comatose, he was arguing with somebody. He wanted to say mass, but he, was in no, he couldn't do it. He thought he could. He was kind of a tough guy from Duluth. Uh, and they, they found him on the floor. And his handlers told him, well, you know, that that's why I told you you can't say Mass. He said, well, but we'll get, you know, you'll get communion and all that. So he really wanted to say Mass, so much so that he fell down and they had to put him back to bed. And during, while he was comatose, he was uh, saying aspirations. You know, God is not limited by a coma. He was saying lots of aspirations to our Lord and our Lady and sometimes in Spanish, etc., well this basically is what our it gives expression to these words of Jesus If you keep my commandments in other words you follow me you read the gospel you meditate in the gospel you conform your life to the gospel if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. And Lord, what do I need to do to transmit this joy? Well, first, not to overrate the joys of the present life, but my life here is meant to be joyful that I repent and believe in the gospel. Repentance is a source of joy. Maybe some of you have gone to the Novena, and um, every year people say something, well, now it's not original anymore. At first it it rang original. Original people get a little sad that the novena ends. I should record it because that's not very usual. You know, we want, we want a, you know an encore of nine more masses and et cetera. And I'd say part of the joy of the novena at St. Mary of the Angels is the chance to repent four priests were hearing confessions every day. That is the first line of joy, to repent. Isn't it true that our Lord talks about joy in another context in forgiving the prodigal son? I mean, it's a mutual joy. He, it's, it's God's joy to forgive. Repent and believe in the gospel, because believe in the gospel is to be centered totally on Christ. Belief is at its best when we follow Christ totally. Belief in the gospel is not just saying, yeah, I'm okay with the gospel. I I agree with the gospel. I accept the gospel. No, it isn't. It's to live the gospel. But it always begins with getting rid of the pride, getting rid of the anger, working on the lust, working on the seven capital sins. And that's why good news of great joy... His first preaching is repent and believe in the gospel. Another indispensable source of joy is what we're doing right now. We are in front of the incarnation of joy, or the sacrament, sacramentalization of joy. I know that's not a word. The incarnation of joy hidden underneath the appearance of bread. Prayer. St. Josemaria in his no-nonsense way and says, you are unhappy, think. There must be an obstacle between God and me. You will seldom be wrong. Well, Lord, how do I get rid of that obstacle? By speaking to you. Because when I speak to you, I start to become a recipient of that joy because that's what He is. he is. He is joy. He is everlasting life. And lastly, we want to ingrain this point in our heart through the intervention of cause of our joy, who is Mary. You ask me to suggest a cure for your sadness. I will give you a prescription from an expert advisor, the Apostle St. James. Are you sad, my son? Pray. Try it, and you will see. And so we close this prayer realizing that my joy is in the form of repentance, in the form of prayer, in the form of the cross, in the form of service to others. And we will see that he indeed is good news of great joy. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord,